0: I had the little bitty little stream deck and then everybody joned me for having a little bitty stream deck and I was like, ah, hold my beer, bitch. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey y'all, let's talk about our studios today. I'd like to know what what everybody's got going on behind the scenes.
2: Woohoo, let's geek out. Let's do that thing.
1: Rich, I've seen you at two different setups when you're sitting at a desk. So tell me about
3: that. We have our regular show on Thursday is two of us here. So we sit at each end of this desk and I have two Sony ZV-1s. When I'm not doing that, I sit at this desk pointing at this wall behind me. And there's one ZV-1 here. And then there's another one. The other one I have above my head is an overhead cam. Because every once in a while, I have to get on a Zoom with a customer and show them products and stuff like that. So that's what that's for. So, but the table has wheels on it. It never, but I never turn it. I should, but it's, I get lazy and I don't want to do it because I got to move lights and tripods and stuff around. So I don't really want to do that. So it's pretty good where it is. Once you have it set the way you like it, you don't want to move anything.
2: That's true. There's a lot to be said for a stationary studio. Yeah. I know nothing
3: about that. That's right, because Keeley's is on wheels, too.
2: Yeah. And then for lights, I just have two big
3: softboxes, and that's it. No office lights or anything like that. So it's pretty simple after that. That's all.
1: And what are you using for audio?
3: Oh, I have an RCP-1 and an SM7B mic and a Stream Deck. And her mic, when we do the two up, is she has an SM7. I'm sorry, an SM58. A Shure SM58. And then I have two monitors in front of me. But when we do the show on Thursday, I just turn those out, so I have a monitor and, and we duplicate them. So what she sees and I see are the same thing on one monitor.
1: Uh, for those at home who don't know, RCP One is a Roadcaster Pro.
3: Oh, true. Yeah, RPC, Roadcaster Pro, which has been acting up lately. So let's hope it makes it through this.
2: That's interesting. So do you have do you have Amber's SM fifty eight plugged into that same Roadcaster? Is that?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just turn, right now it's turned down, but it's it's plugged in. It's always plugged in.
2: Okay, cool.
3: Maybe we should do a behind the scenes thing when we do stuff. When we do a video thing, maybe we can do a walk through everybody's show for our YouTube channel. A walk through everybody's setup. That'll be cool. You know, That'd be really cool.
1: That would be cool. Yeah, Michelle, you have several stations as well.
0: Yeah, i I have four sets. So the focal piece in my studio is my desk, which used to be like a place for a cash register because at one point this used to be a store. And I've mounted with PVC pipe on either side of it. That was my original overhead camera rig so that I can actually have a top-down shot. However, it morphed into a place for lights. So now I have like, you know, uh, light on one side and light on the other side. And I have a little ring light uh, in the middle to give me some extra lights. I also have soft boxes mounted to the ceiling on the other side of this set. Um Those were my original lights. And when I turn those on, it's like a football stadium in here. But, you know, I have, I got a lot of lights and then I have the practicals behind me, uh, my green practicals behind me. Um, then, as far as the computer setup, uh, I have uh, an M1 Mac Mini, along with two big screens and a, um, a lily put in front of me on a on a teleprompter. So, that's scene one, or, uh, or not really scene, but set one. Set two is behind this, right behind it. And there are two large monitors also with my, um, I call it Air Force One, which is my, uh my MacBook Pro <laughs> because the fans go nuts on that sucker. So, um, so I, you know, so I have a two monitor set up over there along with, uh, as far as like audio for audio processing, I have a, a Rodecaster Pro, uh, and, um, MV7 mic. So I have two MV7 mics in this room, as well as I have a lav and I have a, 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 a portable uh, mic that I can use around the studio. On the opposite side of, of that, let's see. So we, t- we talked, about, let's talk, think of a square, right? And so we talked about two sides of the square. Now we're gonna go to the opposite two sides of the square. On those sides of the square, I have a 42 inch, screen up on one one wall and a lot of display space so i used to sell jewelry at one point and so i have like a lot of display space over there and uh on the opposite side same thing only it's like cubbies and you know it's really really interesting on the other side so i've got a lot of stuff going on in here and then i have four cameras so (laughs) so uh i i I use let's see what do i use i use i use um Sony A sixty one hundred with a Sigma sixteen on my main side. On the opposite side, I have a ZV one. I also have an additional ZV one F, which I'm going to use that as part of my mobile setup. And then there's another there's there's a couple other cameras in here somewhere. It's it's all over the place, but um, but I I did it purposefully because I wanted to make sure that I could use every square inch of this studio. So I wanted to make sure that I had what I needed, you know, that I don't have to move anything. Everything is completely set up. When I come in this room, I turn the lights on and I go.
1: Very cool. Keely. you're kind of the opposite where you're not set up
2: entirely. No, I'm the crazy one who's decided that mobile's the way to go. It's, yeah, it's, it's very weird, but For me in a small apartment, and I'm very particular about the aesthetics of any space that I'm working in or relaxing in, I want it to look as clean as possible. So everything I have is mounted on a rolling rig that I call Rick, because Rick rolls, you know. And so it means that on a day like today, where I've done my own live stream for FH Umpire's if I had my druthers about me, I would have recorded some other things for Discord for creators. And then I've got this recording. I roll the rig out from my office slash second bedroom out to this main room and set up in front of the window. So during the day, I've got nature softbox hanging out here and I live dangerously with sunlight and that sort of thing, but it's it's working out. The more I learn about my camera, the it's working out fairly well. But then at night I need to use uh, use alternative lights. So right now for lighting I'm using two Namelight PavoTube six C's, which are the the little itty bitty ones. And because they're magnetized, I have them stuck on the top of the two monitors that I have on each side of my teleprompter. So that's. Kind of cool. It took me only about a year and a half of owning them to realize that would be a really good use for them. I'm like, oh, my God, they're magnetized. I could. Sh- oh, I don't need any extra arms. or, I mean, honestly, my stupidity just it galls me sometimes. And then I've got an Elgato key light that's mounted to the top of the of the pole, the telescoping pole that is the substance of Rick. And I've actually got it pointed as a bookend to the big TV over mounted on the wall, so it's really kind of I, I I think it kind of works as a diffusion aspect. So the TV is obviously off, and then the light is just sort of reflecting back off that, and it seems to kind of work. I don't know. My lighting is the the one thing I think I need to fix the most out of that. And then it doesn't that, it doesn't
3: look bad though. It looks fine most of the time. It looks fine.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And it's really helped to understand the settings of my Sony ZV E 10, which was a gift from Doc. Many, many months ago, I should, I I like to remind myself of of that and the gratitude that I have for such an amazing gift, because at the time, I really couldn't afford another a a camera and I really needed one. Because I was using a Brio and it was terrible.
3: You know what, I never knew that you were on that Brio for the longest time and you looked stellar. So
2: Oh, thank
3: you.
1: Your lighting really just, it brought out the best in that Brio.
2: Yeah. Well, with big light, you can do pretty well with a lot of web cameras or built-in cameras and things like that. But that's the one thing that people tend not to do as much. And I probably fuss now with lights, now that I've got the Sony, than I ever did when I was using something worse, because I expect more, you know, I expect. And I think that's one of the challenges with having all this great equipment that we have is that we we have heightened our expectations of the quality of the product we're delivering, whether it's really nice, crisp audio, or it's that great high resolution, just tasty video. We're so hard on ourselves now. If anything's a little out of step, we don't like our white balance. You know, something's a little off. It's, it's a disaster in our minds, but a year ago we were fine and we had crappier equipment and it didn't seem to be an issue. So I think that's one of the interesting things about us talking about the equipment is it's it's created this this cycle of of gear acquisition now in ourselves that I'm trying to make sure I don't fall into, really because uh, I I want to be a minimalist. I don't want to be grabbing more and more gear all the time. So uh, I've I've been doing pretty well with the rest of it. Uh, I have a Sure MV7. They just go straight into the MacBook. I don't use any kind of processor. I don't use a Rodecaster Pro or anything like that. I've got my Stream Deck XL, and that's basically it for my setup. So I'm pretty happy with it except for the lighting, which I never feel is good enough. So that's my own complex.
0: I almost forgot about the Stream Decks. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Stream decks is life. You and your million stream decks. It's so oh funny. my god.
0: It's a funny story how that happened. I had the little bitty little stream deck and then everybody joined me for having a little bitty stream deck and I was like, ah, hold my beer, bitch. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Let me now buy just whole three panel. more and
2: add them to the family.
0: <laughs> there you go. It's a whole family of stream decks. They just beget one stream deck, begets another, begets another, begets another. And then they have a whole family. And now there's a new stream deck. Oh, my God. This okay. is the this is the seg. I was like, ooh, is this what podcasters do when they seg? And they're like,
2: I'm going to throw this over to Alec because I bet he has some things to talk about. Stream decks and his studio setup. <laughs> Tell us everything. Uh,
4: well, <laughs> I am a, a Stream Deck fan. That, to be honest with you, out of all the live streaming things, this has been the most sort of game-changing to me, has been the Stream Deck. And I bought it just because I thought, oh, I'll use it for switching scenes in Ecamm. Uh, and I didn't realize just what a massive productivity tool it would be for like everything else. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have gotten into the whole world of uh, video production and live streaming just for that alone, because it has just transformed so many other areas of my life as well. So, yeah, I'm all in on the... Uh, uh, the stream deck i've got the xl at the moment uh, i have got the new one on its way the uh, the plus as well so i can't wait to try that so there's uh yeah We won't get into that i'll have to give you some feedback once i've actually got it in my hands but uh, yeah super excited about that um but apart from that the rest of my studio i'm also using the mv7 uh, i bought that one because it's got both xlr and uh usb and i did intend to just use it over usb to begin with uh, with the plan that at some point in the future i might you know build out the studio a bit more and get some sort of other interface. So that's kind of how it's worked out. I've got the roadcaster now. Uh, I did find it fine on uh, USB and uh, I think that you know the audio quality is just as good whether it's over USB or or uh, with the roadcaster because obviously it just depends on what you do with the roadcaster to enhance it, but it's not like it's made a huge difference, you know, adding the roadcaster into the mix, but the roadcaster does allow you to do some slightly more uh, easily uh, advanced audio routing. You can do it with software as well, but uh, yeah, the Rodecaster makes that easy. Um, But my camera, I still have not upgraded my camera, and I've been meaning to do that for months, actually, since the ZV-E10 came out, Um, and then it it was out of stock, so we didn't get it then, and then it came back into stock. And then just the past few months, I've just been busy and thought, I can't be bothered to add something new into my system and rip everything apart and put it all in. So I'm still using a 10-year-old Canon, which is pretty amazing, really, that You know, it's a a camera that I use. I bought this when my uh, daughter Jasmine was born uh, and took loads of pictures. uh, And then slowly it got uh, sort of out of commission as I was uh, just using the camera that we've always got in our pocket instead. So I wasn't using that, uh, that camera so much. And then I sort of dusted it off the shelf when I started doing all this stuff. And uh, it's been fine. So <laughs> I should really upgrade it, though, because it's probably a good idea to uh, upgrade the image quality, if nothing else, because it basically it's only giving me 720 in over USB into uh, into ecom at the moment. Um, so uh, so, yeah, there's certainly room for improvement there. But um, I'm also um, going to get a ZV-1, I think, or ZV-1F for a top down camera because I'm going to be doing more product things for my Amazon stuff. Um, so at the moment I'm using, uh, an old iPhone that is used over camo for the top down shot, but I always feel like that could be a lot better and it's not great for sort of product demos and that. So, um, in fact, having this conversation, I might just bite the bullet and uh, <laughs> do the E10 and the ZV1 for, uh, to, to upgrade this stuff. Cause it does need, it does need doing, it's been on the list for ages. <laughs> Same thing with the lights as well. My main uh, key lights are, um, just really low cost soft boxes that I bought, uh, couple of years ago uh, before youtube really when i was making other video stuff and uh, they've got screw-in bulbs just take regular bulbs if you want to change the temperature take one of the four bulbs out <laughs> and replace it with a different <laughs> temperature bulb it's <laughs> it like that's what they are they're, they're like the cheapest you can get almost and uh, again they're just you know mounted to the wall i keep meaning to upgrade these for uh, uh non-light have uh, not pavo oh, tubes nunlight um uh, forza 60s or something like that um, I've got the pavo tubes that are sort of illuminating the wall behind me, but, uh, yeah, again, it's one of these things that there's always something else going on for me to think, oh, let me go and get something else and, you know, add stuff to the studio. So, although I do think that I, uh, I have gear acquisition syndrome, I actually don't that much. I, I tend to buy new toys like the, uh, the doorstop. Oh, sorry. I mean the, uh, the loop deck, um, <laughs> things like that, <laughs> um, when they come out to try them out. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've not actually gone as overboard as I probably could. I've recently added a so I've got a teleprompter as well which is the um Desview T3 with the Lilliput um 7-inch monitor uh, I'll probably when I upgrade the camera upgrade that to a bigger one because when I'm on uh, Zoom calls where I want to see the gallery view in the uh, in the teleprompter itself um <clears throat> yeah the people get a little bit small if you've got more than you know a couple of people in it so I'll probably get something a little bit larger but I did just add another monitor down below that which is um uh, what they called U perfect one of those little lightweight portable monitors so i've got mm-hmm. one of those in uh, portrait mode Uh, Directly below the teleprompter, Uh, because the teleprompter and camera always used to be on top of my monitor. But my monitor's like 43 inches, so it was always kind of looking down at me, and it didn't really uh, matter when I'd got the green screen. I was using that all the time before, so you didn't see the the weird perspective. If anything, it just uh, was a more flattering look; didn't show too many of my chins off. (laughs) But when I yeah when I got the bigger monitor, I moved it over to the side, so then uh, it was a bit weird. Having to constantly look over to the side rather than having something directly below to put like the gallery view or the um, you know notes or the chatter or things like that in it. So um, so I've got one of those next to this monitor now. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with the, the setup. But yeah, just these other little things that are not necessarily necessities, but certainly the uh, improving the top down cam. I think it would be the best thing for me to uh, focus on.
1: And you're you're in a separate building, correct from the main house.
4: I, It is now, yeah. So I was in the uh, in the basement, which was directly underneath the living room. So uh, yeah, there was constantly that sound as uh, the kids were uh, running around upstairs. Uh, So that was another reason we never heard
2: a thing. We honestly, I.
4: That's because I was. That's that was part of the reason for you know this whole sort of four four a.m. till six for content creation. You know, when I was actually working in the day, um, that's when the kids would be uh, up and about and bouncing around. So yeah Whereas now i am in a separate uh, separate little building kind of at the bottom of the garden so uh, and a 50 uh, 50 meter ethernet cable <laughs> strung across uh, bamboo poles coming all the way down here <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> keely is your room saturated at all because i've never really noticed any audio weirdness
2: no it's not i don't even have a a rug anywhere on the floor it's hardwood everywhere it's I'm I'm sitting in front of a massive window, like everything's hard surfaces. I do everything wrong. I honestly, from everything that I've watched of, of, you know, the big guns out there, I'm doing it all wrong. And yet this microphone is everything, everything. I mean, if there was one thing that I would say you can, if I went out on the road and I needed to produce content, I'd be okay with my MacBook internal camera. It's It's actually pretty good. Uh, I'd, I'd miss the BoCA, but it would be fine. but if I didn't have this sure MV7 it would just ruin everything. so this will definitely come you know on uh, on, on the road with anything for me and 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 I look at things that way what what can I absolutely get away with? what pieces could I travel with? I actually swapped out my monitors. I had these 24 inch LGs that were just you know not very good didn't matter. And I swap them out for 17 inch portable monitors that are just, I can move them around and configure them and, you know, take them into other rooms and plug one in. And it's just so, so quick and versatile. And I kind of can't wait to get on the road and just take one with me or take both with me, but it's not going to take up any space and it's just going to be really fun and easy for me. So I definitely am the opposite to all you guys that have these beautiful, correct setups. I'm just like, I'll just get by on whatever I can. It'll be great.
0: So. It's funny you said you talked about going on the road. So part of what I built also was a mobile studio. Um. So I, I, I'm sure, it, oh, God, what was I? I was watching something, and um, one of the guys from Shore was on on, on something I was watching today. But uh, they have this little um I like a mini roadcaster, it's not really a roadcaster. It's it's called an MVI, and it's a shore. It's a, a mini audio interface for an for an XLR
4: mm-hmm. mic.
0: Um, I have uh, you know this the second mic that I that I have for my uh, my laptop, the mv 7 If because we just came back, we just came back from um, from a trip, right? We were in New York together. We just had that whole thing, and I was looking at everybody everybody's setup while we were there, and I'm like, hmm, if I if I had to do a live stream. Am I rocking the phone and the laptop? What am I doing, right? So yeah. I'm like, I got enough crap in this house that I could come up with a mobile studio. And of course, you know, I got a cute little leopard bag. It's so cute. Every It has little compartments and everything. And so the MVI goes into one of those, which, you know, it's the uh, audio interface. Um, the MV7, right, will be my microphone. And I could use it, either I could use it as a USB Directly into my MacBook, or I could use the MVI and use use the XLR capability that way. Um, of course, lighting would be wherever there's light. You just go find some light because you're mobile, right? And then, um, and then, let's see, what else did I think about? Um, there were some other little things that I had in my little baggie, but <laughs> I can't think of them right now. It's right over there, but now I'm like. I'm like um, having a brain fart kind of situation. But, you know, I wanted to be, to be able to have a mobile setup because I know that I'm going to be doing more conferences and things like that and being able to go live. The One of the things that I wish I did while we were out in New York together was bank some content because you're around all of these people. And I know I could have done it with my phone. I know I could have done it with my phone, but I wanted to make sure that I had a setup that was quick and easy, not too cumbersome because everybody was like, they had a lot of stuff. And I kind of like the minimalist concept that you have, Keely, Mm -hmm. because ain't nobody got time for all of the other stuff. Not to mention, you don't want to get cracked cracked on the head. Somebody steal your stuff. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So if you go the opposite way from the minimalist, we then go to Dina. <laughs> Dina <laughs> so where, where are you at these days with your studio? Because I mean, we've oh, been, yeah, you know, we've been hanging out for quite some time. And honestly, your setup is just, I think the word epic is an understatement in terms of how much planning and all the material that you put into it. But you're kind of like the rest of us and that you're never satisfied with what's going on. So where are you at right now? Tell us. Tell us about where your your setup is. I am (laughs) satisfied. You are? Good.
1: Yes. Yeah. I I don't even
2: want to reroute
1: cables or anything. I I just, I've sat on that since, I don't know, we talked about that, what, three weeks ago maybe? And yeah, not a desire in the world to change a thing because let's just talk about it, folks. There's a lot to change if I touch one thing. (laughs) So um, I've got two streaming setups I'm right here with a Elgato key light, and then I've got a hair light up here behind me, and that's the uh, Aperture PX60, I think it is, or P60, something like that. It's numbers in a P, S, X, X. And then I'm using my Sony A7 IV with a 24-millimeter G Master. So that's here. I've got the MV7. So we are all Team sure. Let's Let's just be... Be clear here that mm. this is the Shore family.
2: Can, can, can we say that a little louder for the people in the back, Laura Davidson? We're all <laughs> Shore people. <laughs> By for the sure. way, this is
3: not sponsored today, just so we know. So that's yet. correct. This is not, not sponsored.
0: I've <laughs> but got we're definitely um, angling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I've got a stream deck on my desk. Frankly, I don't use it as much for desk stuff as I should, but. The stream behind me wouldn't happen if I didn't have two stream decks. So, um, moving to the main set, I've got a Sony A61 or A6600, excuse me, for my Dina cam, and then a ZVE 10 for the money shot at the counter, a ZVE 10 for the stove cam. There is a C920, I believe it is, or maybe it's a 922. Webcam for pantry cam, and then I've got a GoPro Hero 10 Black for the up high shot. And then for my audio, since I'm on the move all the time, right now I'm using a Deity Pocket Wireless, but I'd really like to be moving to a Sure um, wireless setup. So it's just the, the way Sure makes my voice sound makes mm. me so happy yeah um, uh, the deity does the job though i uh, i just i just that would be the one thing that if if i if i could spend something frivolously it would be to get a, a sure wireless setup um
4: i never realized your pantry with cam was the- a c920 that's uh it, you don't notice the difference in uh, in quality it's almost like you get so used to seeing the, the the high quality camera stuff and then when it just sort of flicks to that one you don't notice any any difference with it. Uh, yeah, they,
1: that that shot is is. I think there's there's the psychology of that shot because you see me moving towards it, and you know what's going to happen. And there's there's something about that shot that we just all love.
4: Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. perhaps we should and, say as well. We you know, haven't frankly, actually said what it is. <laughs> Maybe you could describe what oh, the yeah, shot is as yeah. well. yeah, so I'm I've
1: got there. I've got my pantry, and I strategically will place. You know, an ingredient that I'm going to use from the pantry right in front of the camera. And I've got these ball, uh, half-gallon ball mason jars. Um, Ball, if you're out there listening, I'm your girl. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I strategically place it so the ball logo is facing the camera, even though every other one faces the room because everything has to align. My OCD would explode if, you know... (laughs) I, and actually, I do during the week. I turn it around so the ball logo is facing me. And every Thursday before I stream, I turn <laughs> the logo around. It's facing the camera. Um, it's a thing. So
2: that's amazing. Yeah. So
1: I pull, I pull that jar down, and then you see either me waving at you or the room. And oftentimes I'll leave it so you can see me walking away, and then I'll hit the stream deck button as I'm walking up to um, Dina Cam. Um, lighting wise. I turn this hair light that I'm using here. The aperture, just I just swivel it right around, and then I've got one light on the counter over there. That's I don't know, uh, four by nine, maybe, just a little LED panel just to give a little bit of light on the countertop. Um, let's see what else is there over there. So you're using I two stream decks, one
4: by the counter and one by the computer. Is that right?
1: Right, right, because I've got that that shot where where I open the cabinet and that's where I put the post-it notes. So i mm-hmm. say hi to people through via
3: post-it note. That is um, the smartest, most fun thing I've ever oh, seen. It's amazing. It changes every yeah. week and it's, it's always a, a secret message to whoever's watching. That's pretty cool. Um,
1: thanks, Rich. That's, that's, I like hearing that, that it's working for people. So that one, I put a stream deck right under there because the timing is just right with the, the eCam built in um, transitions that I can get the three steps to the other side and hit the next button. So you kind of get this little bit of a flow.
0: Oh man. I would love to see how you set up your stream deck. Like seriously, because it is a hot mess. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but but it's a high functioning hot mess, okay? A high that, functioning that. hot you've mess. You're gonna
4: have like one of the most creative uh, setups and and ways of doing things that I've I've ever seen. To be honest, I mean, mm-hmm. like we we're, we're all creators, we all create stuff, but just mm-hmm. in the delivery, you've got the most creative and innovative thing that I've uh, I've ever seen. Frankly, so I, I just love it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we'll I, I'd love to see that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Everybody's described what they're doing and it's taken everybody a long time to build up this very customized setup that works exactly for what they want. Richest setup is very customized to, I've got a co-host and we do these things and I've got this office space. And then Michelle, you're using all four edges of your box. I've got a rolling rig. Alex has got a little cottage by the garden and then Dina, your stuff. Like, it's just amazing when you think back to what we were doing 18 months ago and then mm-hmm. now how we've evolved. And it takes that much time, doesn't it, to get to this point?
1: It does. Um, the, the, I think the interesting part for me is that I'm actually living in this space. I mean, I, I work my nine to five right here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that is my kitchen you know when when i go to cut anything it's cutting things like just like i would be on the stream so it's it's nice because i'm completely comfortable in my studio space and it is like being home because
0: it is home yeah i'm cool. mad jealous that you guys you guys get to work from home
4: mm-hmm.
0: meanwhile <laughs> i'm quietly <laughs> listening from work aka the bathroom
4: I was going to say, yes. what, what about the, the bathroom studio? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Right. That's why I need the mobile setup. That's the okay. mobile setup,
4: yeah. It's really the bathroom studio. There you <laughs> the go. <bathroom> setup.
3: <laughs> Michelle, what were yeah. you saying about this used to be a store? Did you have a store in your house?
0: hmm Yeah. So at <laughs> one of my lives. Are you in lives... like a
3: downtown area or like a storefront? Or or is it mm-mm, just people, mm-mm. like a Tupperware kind of thing?
0: No. Well, uh, no. In one of my lives, I used to uh, – sell makeup and then I also used to sell jewelry so I created and every house that I've ever bought I've always had a retail space that you know on town on on, for my taxes that was my business space and so I I did all this you know all the stuff that happened in here (laughs) the the internet all the things that I you know the phone everything um down to the fixtures on the wall, everything is set up as a store. So this used to be a makeup studio at one point. Then it used to be a jewelry store at one point, and then it turned in, it morphed into my studio.
2: Yeah,
0: I really yeah. enjoy it. I really like it. So if there was
2: one thing that we could steal from somebody else's setup, one one element, one piece of equipment, or anything from somebody else in the group, what would it be? Ooh, I got it. Let me go first.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. you go, yeah. you go. I I think I'm
1: bending this a little bit, but I'm gonna go with it because we're pretending anyhow. I would take your lead, Keely, and make all of this mobile so I could just move it somewhere else. Mm. And then have my kitchen be my private space a few days a week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that does sound good. And honestly, if I could take Rick and I could put him in a in a closet somehow and just, so there wasn't one room that I always avoid. Like when I'm trying to get away from that headspace of performing and I'm, I'm in my introvert time and I'm, and I'm doing that. I I just, I don't even want to look at this thing. I don't want to look at any of it because it reminds me of all the energy that, you know, and it's fun, but Sometimes I I run out of that energy. So if I could put Rick in a closet, no insult, no insult, Rick, um, it would just, it would be really great. And that would suit my aesthetics, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I wish that for you too, Dana, but it's hard. You need a few closets to fit all of the Ricks that you would need. (laughs) Michelle, what about you?
0: Well, okay, so I'm pretty envious of that top shot that you know both you, Dina, and Alec have that you know that overhead shot. I do have a c nine twenty that's just sitting in the drawer over there as a matter of fact, I got more camera stuff than I could shake a stick at, but I wanted to try to figure out how to put it up without having wires. So (laughs) that's another conversation. But I'd love an overhead shot that, um, and I mean, I have the equipment to do it. I just, I'd love an overhead shot that did not require um, another circuit (laughs) (laughs) because I got a lot of power coming out of this room. You mean overhead or uh, you mean an over the shoulder kind of behind the scenes shot? Well, like an over the shoulder kind of thing, but I already know exactly where I want to put it right yeah I, I got a spot i know i already know exactly where i want to put it
3: you don't have a but... drop ceiling in there do you a two by four grid ceiling, ceiling tiles thing nah. is it a regular ceiling oh
0: it's the regular ceiling because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i've got
3: i've got a gopro over there and it's attached to the it's like a regular office but it's got the slats the rails mm-hmm.
1: and it's
3: i use that for a bts and it's a 25 foot usb cable running down the wall and wrapped up in the ceiling to get to get the wires out of the way
0: so they make those, like twenty-five foot plug- USB. Yeah, twenty-five foot USB. <laughs> okay, yeah, my we'll stream get one is powered
1: by that. <laughs> my stream would not happen without
0: uber long cables. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, I, I probably, I, I probably have three to four hundred feet of cable. I just bought a hundred foot ethernet cable it's sitting in the bag that's hanging on the door right now uh, because I have to um, well I just recently got a gig set uh, what do you call it Um, a a new um, router where I get a gig up and a gig down Mm -hmm. Ah, I'm so excited I'm so excited so you know I had to make sure that all this stuff works and so now I have to connect my uh, my Synology which is in the other room to this setup so (laughs) I needed a hundred foot cable to run it under the baseboard so that you know nobody trips over the crap on thanksgiving
1: and it's not that you care that they trip on hurt themselves <laughs> it's that you don't want your stuff to be hurt. let's just be part. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: what about you rich what would you steal from somebody else
3: <laughs> i would i would try to figure out a way to have another setup so i'd wouldn't because Alex's big 43 inch monitor sounds fantastic to me because i'm using two 20 inch 1920 by whatever monitors here on this desk and i would love to have one big giant one because i've seen him the way he does he'll section off pieces of it to screen share while he's doing his his demos i just i don't know i think a really really big monitor would be cool um i think that's probably and by the way you only get seven twenty out of that Canon, Alec.
4: On uh, when it's plugged in over USB, which it is, yeah.
3: So, is that what you do all the time? Yeah, like on your regular yeah, yeah. your regular channels, seven twenty.
0: Never knew it.
3: I never knew that nope. either. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: fantastic.
3: And everybody screams about oh, got to have four K, got to have four K. No, you don't.
4: Uh, yeah, and it's. As I said it's ten years old. It's. I think it's like a twelve year old model, technically. You know, I bought it. I bought it just over ten years ago. Uh, Ten years ago, nearly eleven it's, years ago now, yeah. it's paid for itself a thousand
3: times. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it it's, does, really, yeah. it's really fine. Yeah.
2: So, so it pushes out. You, the the it, does Ecamm push out a seven twenty p feed? To, no, Ecam. You... I can
4: say Ecam. does a good job of scaling. So part of the thing right. is that is Ecamm does a great job of scaling stuff up. But if you've got yeah. it plugged in over USB, um, Ecamm made it so that you don't even need to use like the Canon uh, EOS. Uh, Webcam utility, which a lot of people would have to use if they wanted to use it as a webcam. But Ecamm just sort of built that that sort of stuff into it. So literally just plug it in over USB and it's is there.
2: Okay, into that makes Ecamm. a
4: lot
1: more
3: sense. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's awesome.
1: Alec, what would you steal?
4: So one of the things about Michelle is having those multiple different studio sort of spaces so i've been thinking for some of the things like for maybe some of the amazon stuff that i want to do maybe have a slightly different setup uh so it's more kind of uh you know sort of stood back so that i've got a desk that i can sort of demonstrate products on a bit more uh, like that i also like the idea of uh, using maybe another wall for like vertical videos uh you know potentially setting up something like that Um, But I've also, had to steal something from two people, told you, Keely, how much I like the idea of Rick, even though I totally do not need that at all. Because, you know, when I said that to you, you said, well, what do you want that for? You've got like a fully set up space where you don't need it. It's like, yeah, but it looks so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I do love the look of it.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's my Frankenstein. I've been, I, I, I told you guys before we started recording that my teleprompter, broke because there was a software update and it wrecked everything. One, I did, I did that thing where I did an update. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, update, go ahead, Luna display. Let's see what happens an hour before my stream today. And yeah, so now that's gone, but I spent that whole hour plugging this into here and move. And so the cables are everywhere now and everything's just a mess. So like, Rick, we got some work to do, honey. We got to get you back in line and get you looking good because things are, yeah, sloppy. But I think that's hilarious how you're just like, it's cool. So I want. one.
4: I want one of those. <laughs> there you oh go.
2: My Did we miss anyone? What's that? Yeah, me. I didn't say what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you stealing? I want to steal from Rich. The, just the... All of his background when he's streaming for big productions, uh, big promotions. Sorry, that he's got all these cool things in the background that are completely tied to his business, and it's lit well, and it's it's interesting. And although I'm a minimalist, I also I was going to really say minimalist Keeley
3: would go f- crazy with all that stuff. I,
2: I know I couldn't I couldn't do it, but somehow the idea of it, if I could green screen, I'm just kidding. I
0: would never she's <laughs> like I would never <laughs>
2: <laughs> but a green screen with a lot of stuff on it would be like the equivalent if it wouldn't look terrible um but it's it's just really neat to look at because you're it's so innately tied to what you're talking about and the joy that some of these things can bring and the and the the visual interest and the impact that it has on people looking at it I think is really really great so just that you're you are Visual surroundings really do add to what you're doing in your stream with all the little details. Maybe it's the idea of that more than just the actual things that I, I would it, really yeah. want to take from you.
3: Personal things. Personal things in your, yeah. In your show. Yeah, that's a good idea.
2: I mean, I've you always- have my personal things here because it's my apartment. So my actual art, my actual plants. This is me. <laughs> it's all right here.
0: i <laughs> a whole I've other always other show wanted- in that. Oh well, yes, absolutely, absolutely. About, no, I
4: mean about like stuff in the back because I've got a real thing about. I, I don't like to put anything personal in the background of anything that I'm ever doing, and I think that I'm a bit weird and I've got a problem <laughs> about that. But when you first
3: when it. you first built your space, you were gonna put bookshelves behind you, and you never have.
4: Yeah, I was thinking of doing it again. It's just a, a time thing, but yeah, I was thinking of doing it. But um, yeah, it, but when it comes to like actual personal meaningful things to put on it i mean i would just if i had shelves there i would put these like you know like boxes and Rocaster boxes and stuff like that on it products but i'm i'm not one for like oh take uh, take something that's you know you've got a, a passion for that's deeply personal to you and put that on the back i don't know why but i'm just uh little
3: star wars uh, robots or
4: whatever any of that kind of yeah, stuff. yeah exactly that sort of stuff I, I would never i mean i'm not into star wars robots as it happens but i wouldn't necessarily put those kind of things behind it's uh yeah. I think I think I think you need to see a psychiatrist about it, but it's probably another show. <laughs> yeah,
2: about that, I think. <laughs> but to be fair, you're really passionate about the tools that you use to produce. That's,
4: that is the way I think. Yeah, it's, it's like so, the thing that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 that makes sense to me that you'd put boxes or you'd mm-hmm. put you know little virgins. Like if you could make a miniature of a stream deck, like that's what you would have behind you, and it would look so cute. <laughs> Especially if yeah, we yeah. light up. Oh my god, that would be so great. But th- that's Michelle kind of has a <laughs> miniature stream deck. I do. I can let you have it. It lights up. (laughs) And it does light up. Oh my gosh. The non-functional decorative only stream deck. Ooh, that looks, those look pretty.
0: Uh, Well, okay. So for those who are watching uh, or listening, um, (laughs) we're talking about uh, decor. So this weekend, this past weekend, I, uh, well, my studio has always been a place a creative place for me. And I come here all the time. I, I don't, I don't shy away from it or I, and I know like Kaylee, you were saying that sometimes you just want to like turn off, you know, like put it, put Rick in the closet and not have to pr- perform, but this That's is amazing. a, p- Well, I mean, I get it, but I get it. But, you know, this has always been a a place for me uh, of creativity, whether I'm creating something or, you know, as far as like a, like a, a piece or actually doing a video or whatever. So this has always been a really good creative space. And I crave being in this room. If I could work from this room, oh, that would be so good. It would be so good because I love being in here. My family knows there's a sign on the door. I turn the light on. It says on air. It means don't come a knocking. Okay. Don't come in here. And they already know. Don't come in here. I'm doing, I'm working. Okay. So, but, uh, but I, I get all kinds of little cute things that, uh, that inspire me. Flowers. At one point, at one point in my life, I was a florist. Flowers have always inspired me and I always, always want flowers and scents and things around me. So, so my sit, my set has all these things that, you know, that are meaningful to me, Um, whether it's a a floral piece, whether it's a book or whether it's, I don't know, some kind of knickknack or something or whatever that's behind me to create that part of the set. But it's just something else that when I look at it, I'm like, oh man, good things come to mind and I feel really good about it. And I get in a really good headspace where I can really create. So I don't know. I just... I love this room and it it's it truly is my happy place. This is truly my happy place. And if I could work from this room all the time, I don't know if I'd get bored <laughs> or, or not want to be in here. I just want to be in here all the time. All right. Last question for everyone. Is there
1: a secret uh, facet to your studio? Something that we don't necessarily see that you just absolutely love.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Michelle, why don't you tell us what it is?
4: <laughs> is it safe for the I, podcast?
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I have a collection of amethysts. I collect amethysts like geodes. Like so this is a beautiful amethyst. For those who who are listening and they're like, what is she talking about? So yeah, I have an amethyst collection that's behind me. So it's a beautiful piece and it's uh, it's it's also on the set behind me and it's growing. My amethyst collection, it's growing. So it's just beautiful. It's a gem. I have all of these gorgeous pieces that are behind me. OMG, OMG, OMG. Look at this. All right. It's a gorgeous, ginormous amethyst. Uh, it's my birthstone. Is that
2: is Is that backwards compatible with monterey
0: i don't know i don't know but uh it's compatible with me so it's it's truly me so yeah i absolutely love these things and yeah they're all over my studio all over
4: there's one thing about mine that uh, a lot of people might not notice or realize when i've shown pictures of it and having said that i'd like to have a rolling rig like keely uh, my monitor is actually on a rolling rig <laughs> it is on a, uh, a like a huge big uh, you know those wheel tv stands um with you know it's intended for a big you know big flat screen tv so it is actually on that just because the legs that came with it um they were pretty substantial but i just could see me knocking the monitor off the t- the the desk at some point or having some incident so it's all mounted to that the other thing is that it has got actually my top-down camera is mounted onto that as well and uh, a couple of other things were mounted onto it so that was where my camera and teleprompter were as well Um, so it was technically uh, a rolling rig in that respect it just didn't have all the lights on it but uh, that means that when I do sort of bump the table or anything like that the uh, the top-down camera doesn't shake because it's mounted to the rig. So I suppose that's one thing that is a little bit hidden that people might not notice.
2: If you see behind me on my sofa, I have four cushions. And each cushion has a different cover on it. And on one side of it, it's either got two pieces of branding for Discord for creators, or you take the other two pillows and you flip them around and they've got FH Umpires things. So when I set up for my live stream for FH Umpires, I put the whistle, and the 92 logo on that. And then when I'm done, I flip them around and I switch them out when I do a Discord for Creators. And then those are my things. And I don't think many people have ever even seen them. But for me, it's just my very minimalist way of changing my set around so that I'm now I'm in a different brand space and serving a different audience. So that's my little thing.
3: This little guy means something to me though he's uh when I was a kid, we would go here this restaurant called Kip's Big Boy, and this is I'm whole for the listening audience I'm holding up a big boy statuette toy bank thing, but we would go there just about every week, me and my mom and my dad. It was just a fun time. so I just remember that nice. uh, these aren't these restaurants aren't around anymore if they are they're not very very common so but that's kind of means something
1: I grew up on the west coast, and those were called Bob.
3: Yeah, they've got them all over. They they used to be Shoney and in the Northeast they're Agbars. They've got them all over. Big boys, yeah.
0: Yeah. Every time I see that, I I, I think of Austin Powers, and, <laughs> and he is a big boy. And <laughs> I can't remember which movie it was, but it's so funny.
1: All right. So my secret spot in my studio is um, when I'm facing the stove. So I've got my back to every camera in the place. Oh no, I guess there's one camera. Anyhow, I can't see any monitors. So I'm not entirely sure which camera I've put myself on. However, if I look in the microwave, I can see all the monitors behind me. Oh, <laughs> tricky,
2: so tricky.
1: Oh, I like that. So I have saved myself walking up to the stove once or twice and realized that I was on the up high cam, and I was able to flip around real quick and hit the the stream deck button and get myself
2: oriented again. Pretty cool. Yeah, great tip.
1: We've learned a lot about you know. It's actually really interesting to to have that insight to each other's studios. I mean, we've spent a lot of time together. We've we, We've seen them just, you know, by being in the same room with you virtually. Um, but having heard it directly and hearing the, the, the pattern that comes behind it, it, it it makes me appreciate my space just a little bit more because I know how much work you guys have put in and I recognize now how much work I put in to make it what it is.
3: You know, people always say, don't compare yourself to your your day one to somebody else's day 300 because it's it takes a lot of time to get to this point and a lot of trial and errors i mean i've got boxes of stuff over there that i've tried and not used and can't do anything with different tripods different lights different different just different things you you know you and diana says if you buy it once i mean if you buy it cheap you're going to buy it a lot and so just (laughs) because and that's really true if you buy cheap lights you're going to keep buying them over and over and over till you find the cheapest one that you can live with so Anyway, yeah, this is not for sure. The show is not meant to brag about to everybody about what we've got, but
2: well, it's, it's about the process. I thought Amazon was going to cut me off when I was building Rick and all the different pieces. I'd buy, I'd try, and send them back. Nope, that doesn't work. Buy something else, <laughs> try it. Oh, that doesn't work. And I, I was sure, I was sure they were going to say, "You're done, girl. You just keep buying things <laughs> and then sending them back, and you're abusing us." But I eventually found the pieces, but I had to be very patient and very open to, you know, trying a bunch of things and being creative with what worked for me. And I love seeing that in all of you as well. And it's been really inspiring. You're absolutely right. It's Dina that, you know, we're we're taking this not as we're lusting after each other's gear, but we're enjoying each other's, you know, process in, in getting something together that has worked for your specific needs so you know it's awesome
0: there's something to say about being creative because as far as like lighting goes i don't have the most expensive stuff in the world guess what i got these at the home depot for ten dollars okay these lights (laughs) okay and they work all right with like a regular bulb in there that i can control what color and the temperature is Seriously, so just being a little creative, figuring out what your use case is, and then figuring out how you could make what you have work. So, no one else.
3: Your lights are perfect for the podcast.
0: Huh. Well, there you oh, go.
3: Give me a hard time. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. But you know, uh, um, you know, I've been in the um, in the um, let's see. Down the aisle at Home Depot where they sell all the pipes and stuff <laughs> for, for for like fittings and bathrooms and stuff, you can make all gang of stuff for your studio. Seriously, just go be creative. You never know. You don't have to have like all the latest gear and all the different stuff. I made my first camera rig watching YouTube videos of other people who were trying to figure some stuff out, trying to make a top-down shot. And they didn't have the money to go buy Elgato nothing. They went to Home Depot or Lowe's or where whatever hardware store du jour. And, you know, they just got creative. And that's kind of how I built most of the studio until I started buying gear. And then you get gear acquisition syndrome. And then it's like, oh, crap, I need this. No, you don't. No, you don't. First start with why. What do you need it? What are you doing? Why do you need it? and then go from there.
1: Thanks for joining us on The Creators Pod. If you enjoyed it, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media, Alec Johnson, Michelle Lawrence, Keely Dunn, Rich Graham, and me, Dina Taylor. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Take care.
2: Those look pretty.